Hey everybody, this is Pastor Scott Frazier and I wanted to thank you in advance for taking the time to listen to this message. I pray that it encourages your heart, empowers your mind, and establishes your walk with God, enabling you to be the very best He created you to be. At the end of the message, I'll be telling you how you can connect with us and help us preach this gospel in all the world, all right? Now, take both ears, lean in, and let's go into the service. But I want to sort of wrap this teaching up and maybe just extract a couple of things for emphasis. Is that okay? Extract a couple of things for emphasis. I don't want to re-preach everything that I've preached because then I won't get where I'm going. So I'm going to trust you to go back and listen and, um, and dig that for yourself, okay? But Philippians chapter 1 and verse 1, I mean, excuse me, chapter 1 and verse 12, chapter 1 and verse 12, the Apostle Paul is sitting in a prison cell and he is writing to a church that he himself founded, okay? That's the context. He started this church. And he's sitting in prison and the certainty of his immediate future is in question. He doesn't know if he's going to, uh, well, he doesn't know if, if he's going to be killed and, or executed or thrown to the lions or beheaded, whatever. He doesn't really know about that. So his immediate future is uncertain. But he is writing to the folks that he loves and the folks that love him. And we've read this before, but I want to read it simply uh, for context. Paul says, now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. I want you to know that what has happened to me has actually served me. I know it looks bad, but it ain't over. How many of us have missed things in our lives because they were immediately uncomfortable? They were initially uncomfortable. And because of their initial discomfort, we never hung around long enough to experience the eventual breakthrough. Yeah? It's like the person that decides they're going to work out and they work out for one day. And they don't understand why they don't see any results. Why? Because it's initially uncomfortable. Yeah. So when you make a decision like that, it's never about the initialies. It's always about the eventualies. Yeah. It's never about the initialies. It's always about the eventualies. And so Paul says, I want you to know that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. Let's go to the next verse. I'm going to see if I can read this uh, fast. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. It's become really clear to everybody that I know why I'm here. Yeah. I am in chains for Christ. Verse 14, and because of my chains... 
Most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and they dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. Because of what I'm going through, it has liberated some other people to preach this gospel. That's right. It's liberated some others to proclaim the gospel because of how I'm walking through my circumstance. Amen. Don't ever dismiss the fact that people are watching you in the midst of trouble. Because nobody, nobody really needs to know how to handle success. You don't really need a class in how to handle good stuff. Yeah. But, but people will watch you sometimes to see how you handle adversity. Amen. Amen. They'll, they'll watch to see. You watch to see. Especially people who, as we used to say, talk a good game. Because there are a lot of people that talk a good Sunday game. Yeah. But sometimes you watch to see how they handle adversity. Because how they handle adversity will tell you more about who they really are. Alright. So, verse 15. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. Let's keep moving so I don't get bogged down. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I am in chains. Verse 18, but what does it matter? What does it matter? What does it matter? Boy, if you could ever get a what does it matter, kind of, you know, get that thing settled in your spirit. They talking about you, so what? They don't like you, so what? They said this, so what? They've done that, so what? What does it matter? The important thing, the important thing, everybody say the important thing. Now, if you've heard me say this once, you've heard me say this a million times over 12 years. Keep the main thing, the main thing. Always know what the important thing is, okay? Because if you don't know what the important thing is, you'll get distracted by stuff that just ain't important. Just ain't that big a deal, right? What does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Verse 19, yes, and I will continue to rejoice. For I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. Oh my gosh, we could stop right there. We really could stop right there. Everybody say this. Say, what has happened to me is going to turn out all right. What has happened to me is actually going to deliver me. Now listen, that's way better than what happened to me is going to destroy me. Or what happened to me is going to demoralize me. No, what happened to me is going to deliver me. And I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now as always Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. In other words, I'm not going to let my circumstance 
determined my testimony. Yeah. If I'm up, I'm going to give him praise. But it don't mean anything unless I can give him praise when I'm down. When I'm up, I'm going to give him glory. But that glory that I give him when I'm up doesn't mean anything if I can't give it to him when I'm down. Because then what I'm doing is I'm glorying in my situation and not in his sovereignty. Anybody can praise him when they're in a good mood. That's not a sacrifice of praise. The sacrifice of praise is when you praise, praise him and you don't feel like him. When you praise him and you don't have the energy. When you worship him, when you don't see things turning out the way that you thought they would. Right? doesn't matter if this is, if this is happening to me. I determine if I let it work for me. The most important things you've ever learned in life, you learned in hard places. It took a hard place to learn a major truth. Paul says, for me to live is Christ. To die is gain. Doesn't matter what I'm going through. Actually, it's working for me. Actually, it's working for me. Now, for context, let's turn to First Peter chapter four. First Peter chapter four. First Peter chapter four, verse twelve. Beloved, think it not strange. Pastor, I've been praising and it's going bad. Think it not strange. Pastor, I obeyed God and it didn't work out. Think it not strange. Pastor Scott, I said yes to God's will and now look what's going on. Think it not strange. It's not strange what you're going through. It's not off what you're going through. Okay, you're telling me that it's necessary. No, I'm telling you it's mandatory. There's some things you got to go through in order to get what God wants from you. Yeah? Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, watch, as though some strange thing happened. I can't believe that this happened to me. You need to have folks in your life that say, well, you should have expected that to happen to you. Because when you submitted yourself to God, y'all remember the scripture? Submit yourself to God. What's the next part of that verse? Resist the devil and he will flee. So as you submit to God, you're also resisting the devil. Now, I don't know a whole lot about the devil, but I know the devil don't like to be resisted. (laughs) He's not going to fight you if you're with him. The devil's really giving me a hard time. Good. That means you're doing something right. Don't think it's strange. Now, I could really, you know, I could shuck the corn and wear this out, but I'm not going to because I'm serious. I, I, I pulled a frontal lobe last night and, and threw my back out. And 
I don't have much of a voice left. So I, I don't, I don't want to just rant and rave this morning. Okay. I don't want to preach this. I want you to reach this. Okay. Okay. Paul said this. Paul said, guys, here's my situation. This is my situation. And if all you see is the situation, but you don't have the right interpretation, then you'll miss something in the journey. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes. Right. I was listening to... Um, something and it was actually in another room and some friends of mine this was back in some some friends of mine were listening to an opera and I, I walked in and opera's funny because I can appreciate it but I don't get it okay that's probably the one kind of music that I, I don't get I can appreciate it great day they can sing high and loud and full and all this and I can I can appreciate it but I don't always get it because most of the time they're singing in a language I don't understand you know, so it's oh, they're doing these words, and you got all this dramatic music and everything's going on. And I, man, I'm as I'm I'm a lost ball in high weeds. I don't know what's going on. And then I look at other people, and they're listening to it, and they're crying. Uh, they're weeping. And then they began to interpret for me what was happening. And once they interpreted what was happening. I began to feel more of a part of the process. Yes. Yeah, I could say, oh. But without that interpretation, all I see is the situation. And most of us start our journey with situation faith. It's faith for what we're facing. Say, so you're with me. It's faith for what you're facing. Paul said, this is my situation. My situation is I'm in prison and I don't know if I'm going to live till tomorrow. That's the situation. That's my what. But don't weep for me because I'm going to tell you my why. And when I tell you my why, you'll better understand my what. Yes. But if you don't know why, you'll get tripped up over your what. Somebody say, I hear you. I hear you. So when fiery trials come, if you don't know why they're coming, you only know that they're coming and you don't have the right interpretation, you may think that God's out to get you, or you may think that you've done something wrong, or you may think that you zigged when you should have zagged. You may think that you missed something along the way, but brothers and sisters, I want to suggest to you that maybe you just need an accurate interpretation of what's going on, because there's a level of faith that's better than situation faith. It's called interpretation faith. And when you experience interpretation, interpretation faith, now you're not just living in the confines of your what, you're now beginning to understand your whys. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yes. Yes. And the more I understand my whys, the more I can handle my whats. This isn't deep. Are you getting it? The more I can understand my whys, the more I can begin to see my whys. Watch this. Not only do I understand my whats, I can begin to cooperate with my whats. Oh, wait a minute. You're telling me that this, you're telling me that this present affliction, it's not only for a moment, but you're telling me that it's working for me? Now y'all can help me. You're telling me that this hurdle that I'm having to jump you're telling me that this issue that I'm having to get over, you're telling me that this hardship I'm having to endure like a good soldier, all of these things, I'm giving you scripture, I'm giving you scripture, I'm giving you scripture. It's all there in the Bible, but the Bible's funny. We love to read it when we don't need it. But we don't really like reading it when we really need it because sometimes we don't want to hear what we need to hear. We would rather hear what we want to hear. You're telling me that it is working for me? Telling me this is working for me? You're telling me that when fiery darts come, I should be expecting that? Yeah. Actually, it should serve as confirmation that we're doing something right. Okay, are y'all here? I'm, I'm, I'm finding my landing place. First time I ever went to a gym years ago. First time I ever went to a gym. Um, do y'all remember when Nautilus equipment first came out? Anybody remember that? I know I'm aging myself really bad. I know. Yeah. Um, but I, I joined the gym and there was a machine there and you sat down at the machine and you put your arms like this and, and did this. What's that called? Butterfly? You did that. Okay. So, the first time I sat down at the machine, I did this. And my initial thought was, man, I'm strong. Because <laughs> I just, dang. Oh, nothing to it. So I did it about 10, 15 times. Bang, 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 bang. I started doing it with one hand. Bing, bing. I was waving at people. And they were waving back and they were laughing. And I thought they were laughing at me because they were like, God, look at him go. He is so strong. I think they were laughing at me because they probably thought, oh. 
blessing. Blessing. Yeah, everybody say blessing. Yeah, that's sort of a southern thing. You know, when you look at somebody and you just say blessing, you know. Yeah. What about so and so? Um, just blessing. Blessing. Bless his heart. Blessing. What are you going to do? 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 You know. An instructor came over. An instructor came over. An instructor came over. For those of y'all that weren't in gay life last night, I'm going to show you how I did it last night. An instructor came over. Hey, an instructor just walked my way. Thank him for the instructor. Thank him for the interpreter. Thank you. Okay, that's why I did last night. So I'm cheating y'all. Yes, and then y'all think that she says, Are you cheating us? I I'm talking to y'all like grown up. You know, I gotta sometimes I gotta get down in the floor with some folks, you know, and come on. Let me work it out for you. Hey. So that's the way I did last night. I'm not doing it like that. An instructor came over and showed me I wasn't doing it right. You have to take this pen and this pen you have to stick into weights. Thank y'all. Wait, and he put it. He put it down. Cause you know I'm sitting there thinking, you know, man, I am strong. You know, I can do it one hand. Flip that thing over. The instructor came over and said, "You're not doing it right. Put the weight in. Watch this." And I immediately did this. Hey, what you say? Now, right, right, now. That's how, that's how sometimes you look at people who talk a good game, but then you see them go through something, and there's part of you inside that was having to go, yeah, now. Praise Him now. Shout now. You ain't shouting now, are you? You ain't singing now, are you? Uh-huh, now. See, because we knew what you didn't know. There wasn't no weight on that. There wasn't any resistance on that. You just going through the motions. But you weren't doing it right. But now that you started doing it right, you started feeling the circumstance push back. And the pushback is the indication that now you're doing it right. Be careful if you're doing something that ain't no pushback. Resistance sometimes is a good measuring stick. Resistance can be proof that you are doing it right. Resistance can be the thing that's built into the equation to just let you know. If you ain't feel it burning, it ain't working. Right? So I went, mm. you know, and I'm like, you know, dude, let up. Please tell me it has less numbers. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's on 20. <laughs> well, shut up, don't tell nobody, and put it on point eight. 
But when I felt the burn, when I felt the burn, I felt something turn. Because now, actually, it's working for me. Whereas before it wasn't, even though I was doing it. Now y'all hear me? Even though I was doing it, it wasn't working for me. Yeah? I said, who did I throw at last week, Roger? I throw at somebody else. Come here, Desmond. Yeah, you. All right. Y'all see this? It's a shield of faith. I want to do this about 10 minutes. Hold that. Okay, hold it like this. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Okay. All right, you see these? These are fiery darts. Okay. Now, I'm not going to set them on fire. Desmond says, hallelujah. Okay, now, first of all, first of all, let's do this because I want to do it real quick. Just stand right here. Stand right here. Okay. I'm just going to do this. These things going to hurt. Okay. Now, the devil throws darts. That's what he does. Okay. That's what he does. Fiery darts. He throws darts. Now, it doesn't matter to him because the devil's throwing darts. But now he has decided to do it right. And so for him to do it right, he has to repent. Because repent means turn around. Now the thing that the devil's been throwing is coming at him. Devil's been throwing them. It's just now he's aware. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay? I don't understand why this is happening. Just use the shield of faith to quench the fiery darts. Ephesians chapter 6, right? So, I'm throwing fiery darts. Now, the reason that I thought this was interesting is because back in those days, most shields were made of wood. Okay? You ever watch Gladiator or you know movies like that or stuff? Okay, there, there were some, but hand-to-hand combat, most of, the, most of the shields were made with wood. And what the enemy would do, since they couldn't attack the person, couldn't get to the person. But if I could light these darts on fire and throw enough of them at a wooden shield, before you know, they begin to stick. Right? And if the fire sticks into the wood, then the shield catches fire. And if the shield catches fire by being consumed 
with the darts, then before you know it, enough of these, and now you don't have, now you don't have that. Because that's burned up. Yeah? Stand right there. Now all of a sudden we start getting consumed. Burned up. Consumed with the darts that are coming our way. And it's not about what's thrown anymore. But now it's about what sticks. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to make this real quick and real simple. Y'all good? So when our shield gets consumed, which means, our, what was the shield? It was a shield of what? Faith, right. Made of wood, shield of Faith. Say, shield of faith. Say it again. Shield of faith. When our faith is gone. Come on, are you with me? Y'all don't, don't make me go Galax on you. Because I'll do it again. I'm about to go Galax. So now what we do is we reach for something. Because our faith no longer works. That's why whatever you do, you need to protect and guard your faith. Because without that, it's impossible to please God. So it's important that you protect your faith. But if enough stuff stick, then it will consume you. And now we start picking up something that we think is the same thing, mm -hmm. but it's not. Uh -huh. Go ahead, Pastor. Come on. So now we start living not with this, uh -huh. but we start living with this. Uh -huh. Go ahead, Pastor. Now hold that. Now when the enemy throws darts. Hold it up a bit. Right there. Now when the enemy thought, we think we're going to block them. Yeah. Yeah, y'all pretty cool. But now, we're catching them. So the word that was spoken to you in haste or anger or frustration. Oh, it's not that it was said that was so bad. Mm. It's that you let it stick for too long. Oh, I'm feeling a breakthrough right about here. It's, it wasn't that it was spoken. It's that you let it stay. Now, all of a sudden, when you were supposed to be blocking that stuff off, now you're letting stuff 
stick. And now all of a sudden you start thinking nobody likes you because somebody said one thing to you. And rather than just getting over it, rather than just letting it go, you hang on to it. So you're seven or eight years old and your mother or your father or your teacher tells you, boy, have you lost your right mind? I don't know about you. One thing, on one experience, when you were seven, when you were eight, and now, <laughs> Caleb gave me a thumbs up, I'm doing it right. Okay. So, now, you're 37. You're 45. You're 52 years old. And because of one thing that was done to you, you've now built your life around it. And when you should have been casting your cares, you're now carrying around what was cast. Oh, I feel like preaching. But I'm not going to. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Wouldn't be prudent. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, you're carrying around something. Thank you, buddy. You were great. You're carrying around stuff that no one should have to be carrying around. And you can barely remember, watch this, watch this, you can barely remember what Jesus has said about you. But you can remember what so-and-so said about you. <laughs> because you don't always keep the book close. But you always keep the bucket close. So God tells you you're more than a conqueror, but you reach into your bag of tricks. Well, what about this? And we're sitting here trying to tell you you don't have to carry that around. But you've carried it around for so long now you don't even know who you are without it. You don't know who you are without this anymore. You've been hurt so long you've become 
hurt. I'm say it again. You've been hurt for so long. You've become hurt. Uh-huh. Yes. And the ones that have become hurt become hurtful. Yes. Oh, hallelujah. Uh-huh. Here we go. Land is playing right now because y'all have been so good. Somebody tells you what God's going to do. Here is your situation. And you'll defend your right yes. to stay mad. Yes. You'll defend your right. Somebody say he's right about it. You'll defend your right to stay offended. You'll defend your right to stay hurt. You'll defend your right to stay wounded. And Jesus is saying, come to me because I want to set at liberty. Watch. I want to set at liberty. I want to set at liberty. Are y'all ready? Are you ready? I want to set at liberty. Those who are bound know. He said, I want to set at liberty those who are bruised. Wait a minute. You'd think you'd heal a bruise. No, I want to set at liberty those that are bruised. What do you mean? I want to tell you it's okay to get over it. It's okay. Who's preaching my message? No, you did good. Most of us wait. I ain't sharing the offering with you. It's like you read my notes. Most of us wait until we kick the bucket. Before we'll kick the bucket. Can I tell you, God doesn't just want you saved. He wants you free. Can I tell you that God doesn't just want you to go to heaven. He wants heaven to get into you. Can I tell you that God doesn't just want you saved. He wants you alive. He doesn't just want you saved. He wants you healed. Uh, Let's go Gaylikes for a minute. He don't just want you saved. He wants you delivered. He don't just want you saved. He wants you free. He wants you whole. He wants you well. He wants you living. He wants you blessed. He wants you prosperous. He wants you alive and alive forevermore. That's what he wants. That's what he wants. That's what he wants. He wants you to do what he instructed the children of Israel to do. 
two minutes. I'm, I've done a good day. He wants you to do what he instructed the children of Israel to do. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Are you? He told the children of Israel. See, I can say this without offending anybody. He told the children of Israel, Deuteronomy chapter 23, you can read it later. He said this, if you need to relieve yourself, is that a nice way to say it? If you need to relieve yourself, when you're done, take it outside the camp and bury it. Cause number one, we don't want to be always smelling it. Well, well, and number two, get it, number two, and, and, <laughs> this is in the Bible, y'all, and number two, it's important that you don't make someone else have to step in your mess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done preaching. Y'all clap now. Yeah. 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 That's a mess I made. But I'm not going to make you live it. That's a mess I made, but I ain't going to put it on Facebook. That's a mess I made, but I'm not going to put it on Instagram. That's a mess I made, but I'm not going to let you or make you try to dig through it. Uh, there's some things in life that you're just better off burying, not carrying. That's got a little RW on it, don't it, right there? Whoa, now, 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 I'm about ready to go to another level of faith. Now it's not about my situation. Now it's not about my interpretation. Now it's about my determination. Being confident of this one thing. He that has begun a good work. Somebody help me right now. I'm, I'm now not just tripping over my situation. And I'm now not hung up on the interpretation. Now I've come through my what. I now know why. And excuse me. But I'm more in love with who than ever before. I wish I could get an amen at this house. situations with no interpretation you'll get discouraged situations with misinterpretation 
you'll get defeated. Situations with true interpretation, you get determined. As to why am I going through all of this? Because God's working a determination in you that says, I don't care if it's hell or high water. I've come too far to turn back now. I've gone through enough darts. I got to admit, there have been moments where my shield got burnt. I ain't always been at my best. I said, I haven't always been at my best. My shield got consumed, but but I've come too far. Pastor, what's different than you? Do you believe? I've always believed it. What's different about you? Devin, I'm determined. I said, I'm determined. Cynthia, are you determined? No, definitely. Y'all should have seen her come bebobbing in here on Wednesday night. No cane, no walker, no nothing. Just skipping through here. Now, if somebody wants to know, can Jesus really heal? I don't have to go find them eight scriptures. Exactly. I can say there's a word made flesh right there. Oh, does that mean we're perfect? We done long past trying to be perfect. But I am determined. I said I am determined. I am determined. And there are days when I may not believe, but I'm not going to cast away my confidence. Oh, yes. Paul wasn't worried about his situation. Paul wasn't really that angry at them for having the wrong interpretation. What Paul was trying to show them was a determination. Yes. There's a level of faith. And when you get to that place, watch. What does it matter? Well, I sincerely hope you were blessed by the word today. And I pray something, something that was said would challenge you and give you the courage to reach for the change you desire. Guys, we really do want to connect, okay? So I want you to go and follow us on Facebook, New Covenant Christian Church in Wilkesboro, North Carolina. You can follow me on Facebook, Pastor Scott Frazier. You can check us out on YouTube, NC3 Wilkesboro. And I want you to go to our website, okay? nc3wilkesboro.com. That's nc3wilkesboro.com. And there you can get messages like these and others and sort of keep up with what we're doing. And if the Lord lays it upon your heart, you can download the giving app and you can sow a seed. You can make an investment into our ministry because we know we can't do it without friends and partners like you. We thank you so, so much. 
And now I want to pray in Jesus' name that heaven's blessings be upon you. I pray that your best day is in front of you. And I pray the presence and the power of God always be with you. Don't ever forget the one that knows you best loves you most. See you next time.